everyone, and welcome back to Huskies on Tap. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDON300. You can follow our main account at Huskies on Tap. We are back at the facilities. We're getting ready for Eastern Illinois Week 1. It's Monday. Sitting next to my man, Kyle Pugh. He's back for another year, and he's, he's here to talk some Husky football. So let's start it off with this, Kyle. How excited are you to get back out on the field? It's been how long? About two years since the last time you played? Yeah. Uh, it's is it's really indescribable how excited I am. You know, just obviously uh, I got to sit and watch um, the success that this team had last year. Really looking forward to just contrib- contributing. So last year, uh, if you looked close enough down on the sidelines, Husky fans who are familiar with your face will know that you took on a different role. You were in a kind of like a coaching or a GA role. Can you kind of elaborate on what type of role uh, you took with the team last year, and then? how that will help you more, I guess, as a football player because you were coaching before you retired. Yeah. So you still have that knowledge on both sides. Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, with the rehab process, uh, it kind of timed up to where uh, I was able to be on the sidelines and, uh, you know, just go through calls and, you know, guys coming up the sideline with questions and different things like that. I was able to, you know, talk through fits and different things like that. So it was it was definitely a new experience for me. But, uh, you know, how it, Obviously, I love this team, and I'll contribute any way that I can. So it was cool to be able to help out um, here. And then you look at this defense. We talked about the depth. You guys added a couple new guys in Isaiah Green May. Uh, more more transfers on the offensive side. But defensively, where do you think the strength is outside of the depth, like maybe a specific position group or some things that you guys will do extremely well this season? Uh, I, I think – uh, first and foremost, uh, the strength of our defense is going to be our D-line. Okay. Um, the rotation that they have there, uh, you really can pick and choose who you want, but they're, they're all high-quality guys. Um, I think we're going to get after the passer uh, much better this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're not getting into you know, too deep into scheme and stuff yeah, like that. No but, scheme, we know. Uh, yeah, I know better yeah, than that. We'll, it'll, be, uh, it'll be exciting to see those guys get after it. And then on the defensive side of the ball, uh, you get a couple guys back from injury. You get Devin back. You get new guys in Isaiah. You add Dave Vern back. He's got his starting spot back. He was out a little bit last year. What would you say are the expectations? Like, I know you guys have your Husky Havoc, but do you have, like, like stuff that you know you want to accomplish every week without getting too elaborate on it? Well, yeah, um, I'm pretty big on uh... – not really setting limitations, um, you know, on us as a unit. Um, but the, the standard, you know, is obviously to uh, improve week to week. Uh, you know, so we're looking to set the bar high this week against Eastern Illinois and then uh, build on the momentum that we uh, take into the rest of the season. Yeah, and Coach actually talked about uh, – because I asked him what kind of like challenges he faced week one. And, you know, with this being a Thursday game, he said that you guys have been at preparation since last Tuesday. So – in, in the full scheme of your career, do you feel like this might be the game that you are most prepared for? Because it's been, for you at least, it's been two years in the making. Mm-hmm. Get your body right, get your mind right. Now this is like the culmination of all your work. Yeah, um, I think from uh, like a combination of uh, physical rehab and you know, where I am mentally, um, I, I think I'm, I haven't been this prepared for a game in a long time. Um, so I'm really excited to, uh, you know, see, see how well I can go out there and perform, but uh, I think as a unit, we're all really um, comfortable with our game plan for this week, and we're going to execute that. Now, if you've watched Kyle play throughout the years, you know he's an emotional player. How is it going to be a little bit harder trying to keep those emotions in check, considering you know you 
the 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 biggest uh, I guess you would say like physical activity that you've had over the last few years is your workouts. But now you, know, you play middle linebacker, you get to go run downhill and tackle people. Again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think as I've gotten older over the years, uh, I've kind of gotten a better control of the emotion. Yeah, um, I'm at a better place mentally. And, uh, you know, I still play with a lot of passion, a lot of a lot of effort. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting ready. Um, you know, ramping up. We're not there yet, but come Thursday night, I'll be ready. I can imagine you running through like an imaginary brick wall, like to come out like Kyle. <laughs> but uh, so let's talk about James. So I saw James in the press conference today. That's a guy that from year one till now, like he's going to be scared out there. Like I'm really excited to see his growth, but what have you seen from him on the off the field stuff, the maturity, the way he's handling himself and all the success. Mm-hmm. Um, James is, is a professional uh in all facets uh, of the way that he approaches the game. Uh, he takes care of his body. Um, you can just look at him and tell that, you know, he, he puts the work in in the weight room. Um, you know, he's, he's never a guy that you have to worry about um, academically. Uh, he's a vocal leader. Uh, I, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised at all if we see him play on Sundays. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, and I hope we get an opportunity to see you have your chance here at the end of the year, get into the league and, Honestly, like I always root for everyone. I'm hoping that uh, our guy Clint, you know, when he gets back healthy, and and two, I know we saw we saw Braden play in the spring league. I'm hoping to see if, if Lance doesn't get the call, he'll go play in one of those leagues. And honestly, I don't know if you got a chance to watch, but those leagues weren't bad at all. Like, and, and two, if you've watched the preseason, there's been quite a few guys that were playing like in those leagues. Like I know there's this one guy specifically on the Cowboys. Uh, Cavante Turner, I think his name was. He had an 80-yard and an 80-minute <laughs> touchdown on punt and kick. So I'm like, there's talent everywhere. You Absolutely. just got to kind of look. But going into this season, um, your final season, I would assume, here playing college football, what are a few things that you have to accomplish before you hang up the Husky helmet for the last time? Uh, bowl championship. Like, uh, that is true, yeah, a bowl game. Because it has been – we are kind of cursed in that sense where we always have like a great regular season, but well, we actually are cursed because last year was like a horror movie. Like I, I feel so bad for all you guys about that, but hey, we're on to this year. And I honestly saw too on the stairs. I, I took a little bit of extra time to walk yeah. up the stairs. I'm looking, I'm like, I see, I see a bunch of different words. I'm, you got, you'd have to be there to see them, but I saw a bunch of different words. And then I see Eastern, you know, all the scheduled games. And then at the end, NCAA bowl game. So, you know the expectation when you when you come to this building and, you know, if there's anyone that knows the expectation more than anyone, it's you. As the vet on this team, as the guy who has been here longer than anybody else, do you have, like, a, like a different role? Like, do, do, do the younger guys come to you when they have issues with, you know, whatever they may be going through? Because college football, you know, nobody ever peels back the curtain and looks at the mental side. You guys are, you know, full-time students and full-time athletes, so – you really don't have a lot of time for you. So maybe speak on maybe a, a newer role that you're taking on with the team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially, you know, I've kind of stepped into a, like a big brother role almost. Um, obviously I've seen a lot of football, yeah. uh, but eight years in college, I, I've seen a lot of everything else too. Um, you know, academics, um, you know, persevering through class and, uh, you know, staying on top of my schedule. Uh, I'm a father now. Um, Congratulations. Yeah, yeah that's what I was just about to get yeah. to. So, um, you know, as guys, uh, you know, kind of, 
into the next step of their, you know, their journey in life. You know, I'm kind of just always um, here to share my experiences, the good and the bad, and, you know, kind of just try to help them avoid making some of the mistakes that I did. So, um, exactly. you know, I, I just take any opportunity I can to, uh, you know, talk real life with guys and kind of share my story and, uh, you know, give them the, the information that they need to, you know, continue to grow as men. And now you got a new biggest fan in the stands. Hopefully she'll she'll be able to come to some games this year. I don't it now is it's just this year, like she's not even a year old, right? right. Like you just had her. So yeah. that'll be fun for her first football game. Yeah. She'll get to see her dad play. Absolutely. So that'll be incredible. Uh one final question. Uh offense and defense. Can you just name one guy on each side of the ball that hasn't really made an well, I won't say hasn't made an impact yet, but hasn't had their opportunity that you think will get that opportunity this year and thrive? Yeah. Um We've actually, uh, obviously on offense, we've had some some big guys step up. Um, mm-hmm. Shamar Thornton, uh, transfer we have. Actually, my roommate. Oh, nice. Uh, he's a, he's going to be a, a big-time player maker for us. Uh, yeah, and I think uh, I'm really excited to see uh, what he's able to do within this season. Um, defensively, uh, Isaiah Greenman, is another guy that From I'm From Wisconsin, really, too. He, he's really uh, – you know, showing us a lot of uh, high-performance uh, plays, you know, in practice. And yeah. I'm really, really excited to see him cut it loose and, uh, you know, play against somebody else. I, yeah, I saw him in spring practice, and that was when he still – I don't know if you had, like, an injury at, like, the club, and I'm just like, your defensive uh, lineman gets, like, an up up 10 in their attributes on yeah. that when they have the club. So, but, yeah, I, I saw him play, and, and that was the last time I was out was to spring practice. And honestly, like – whether it was the new stuff on offense, whether it was you guys flying around on defense, it was really exciting to see the the new kinks to the team. But uh, one final one. So I know we talked about what kind of atmosphere you expect, but do you have, you know, like a like a rally call or any, any final words to Husky Nation? Because this will be out before Thursday, so yeah. people will know. Um, I, I definitely encourage uh, Husky Nation to show up, you know, and, uh, and come support because it'll, it'll be a really good way for us to uh, – kick off the, the season, um, you know, get, get some familiar and unfamiliar faces. You guys will be able to, you know, see us all attack the season. And we're going to set the tone. So um, come out. Uh, it'll be a fun time. And then uh, we'll, we'll get ready to uh, get it rolling for the rest of the season. Now, I don't know how often you check Nielsen ratings, but there was an article that was released a couple weeks ago. And when you guys play on TV, people watch yeah. regardless. So, Let's let's get off the couch yeah. and let's yeah. let's get to the stadium. The tickets are cheap. Yep. I know Jimmy John's running a promo this week, and then too, you know, if you're a student and you're a listener, you just need to go onto your one card account and you can come for free. So, if you're hearing this now, this is my rally call as well. Get out to Husky Stadium on Thursday. It's going to be a great game, a great atmosphere, and at the very least, you get to see Kyle come back out of that tunnel, start off his final season. But on the other side of the show, I will be breaking down the matchup against Eastern Illinois. Kyle, I really do appreciate you for joining me today, and I look forward to seeing you out there on Thursday. All right, everyone. Now that we've gotten to the other side of this episode, after our Kyle Pugh interview, we are going to break down this week's matchup against Eastern Illinois. It's an interstate team, not necessarily a rival, an FCS-level team, but it's going to be a great game. Uh, Husky Stadium should be bumping. It's a Thursday night game. It's at 7 o'clock, and I don't know. I'm excited for this game. I think this is a game that you could see a lot of different players play because, I mean, let's call a spade a spade. This is a game that you expect to win. And it's interesting, too, because during the press conference, 
when asked about, you know, playing an interstate team, does that add like a, a different, you know, edge to the game? Coach Hammock said he wishes that some of the bigger schools would come calling, but he also said that that is out of his control. So it is what it is, but, you know, you kind of wish that we would get Illinois or Northwestern, but unfortunately I don't think that will happen at least for the next few years. But nonetheless, we have a great schedule. Starts out with Eastern Illinois. They go on to Tulsa the following week. But the depth chart was released. Uh, players met with the media. It was James Oster and Kyle Pugh this week. But just to go over the depth chart, some of the things that were interesting to me or that popped out on paper were – so the running back room, obviously you know running back is one of those positions that could be any one of the three guys. But listed at one, Ontario Brown. Harrison Whaley, and then it says or Mason Blakemore. It doesn't really say or for many positions. I think there's only three spots on here that it says or. But at tight end, you got Liam, you got Miles Joyner. I think that's going to be a really strong position for the offense this year. And then at wide receiver, no surprise here, Cole Tucker, the DeKalb native, will start in his senior season. Shamar Thornton, the Florida international transfer, will also start. And then Fabian McCray. The hometown kid, the Chicago kid from Phillips High School, will be starting at the third. The backups for each three is George Gums Jr., who, if you don't know, was listed as tight end when he first got to campus, but is listed as receiver on the current roster. Messiah Travis, who we've seen make plays throughout the years. And then Casper Rukowitz uh, at wide receiver. I wouldn't even have a number for it, but just the third wide receiver's backup. On the defensive side of the ball, as you heard from Kyle and as you'll hear in the press conference, the strength is the defensive line. So I'll go through the defensive line. It's Ray Thomas, Devontae O'Malley, obviously James Uster, the man himself, and then the Wisconsin transfer, Isaiah Green May, or Michael Kennedy. So Michael Kennedy will probably also be seeing, I would say, probably around 50% of those snaps. At linebacker, like we talked about earlier, you get Dave and Rainier back, you get Kyle Pugh back, and then at the Husky position, which Coach Hammock said during the press conference, this is basically the position that Dylan Thomas played. And that position will be uh, vacated either by, Jor by Jordan Hansen or Jaden Dolphin, with Jaden Dolphin being listed as the starter. Two guys that, you know, Jordan is still a safety, and Jaden was listed as a, a DB for most of his career, but played some linebacker last year, if you guys saw it. He did very well at it. But Coach Hammock talked. In regards to the type of player uh, that you want to fill that role, he has to be an athletic guy. He has to be able to cover, you know, the entire field, has to be able to come up and tackle and run fits, and then obviously be able to cover in the air. So love to see those two guys named for those positions. And then you get into the secondary. No surprise to Cal native Jordan Gandy at corner. Uh, C.J. Brown starting at safety, and then you get Devin Lafayette back, and he'll be backing up C.J. this year. At safety, you get Muhammad Jamey, who is a player that Coach Hammock has raved about on the compete team. And you finally get to see him get week one start because he started in the bowl game last year. He did well. Or, no, I believe it was Lewis Fry starting the bowl game. Muhammad Jamey started the MAC championship, and he did well. But now he goes in as the week one starter in his redshirt freshman year. So that's incredible work by the young safety Number 21, also my favorite number. So just putting that out there. Uh, and then at cornerback, Javon Burt, six-foot corners. Like I always say, they don't grow on trees, and we got one of them starting on our defense, so I'm absolutely loving to see that. And then backing him up, uh, the two backup corners will be Eric Rogers and Jay Sean Profit. To go back to the offense, to some of the positions that I skipped, at quarterback, obviously no surprise here, our guy Rocky Lombardi at – 
left tackle, no change here. Marcus Cox, guard, same thing. J.J. Lippy, center, Pete Niagara, someone that's been raved about for years on this show uh, by basically all of the offensive linemen and then even the coaches that deal with the offense have talked about Pete Niagara. And then – and then, you know, that's Braden's replacement. So really the only uh, new guy here on the offensive line at guard, you have Logan Schernitz. And then at tackle, happy birthday, Nolan. I did not get a chance to say it to you, but happy birthday. It was his birthday this week, as well as James Esther's. We had a lot of birthdays this week. So happy birthday to the guys. Right tackle, captain, the new anchor on that line, you know, the vet, Nolan Potter. So specialists couple new faces out there as well uh punter tom foley will be the new punter as matt ferentz obviously graduated last year we got the Iceman still kicking uh john richardson long snapper is going to be isaac hatfield the holder is tom foley so punter keeps that role just rolls over to a new guy and then at kick returner we have mason blakemore or Jaden cradle who they have been raving about um i haven't seen him listed anywhere else on the depth chart, but I can only imagine if he's out there on, on kickoff return, Coach Hammock will get him some reps. So, punt returner, Cole Tucker, and then Casper Rutsiewicz. So, I don't know, man. I think this is about as good of a roster that you could possibly have going into this season, and I truly think the sky is the limit. But, as you know, the motto with this team is go 1-0 each week, and right now, on the docket, Eastern Illinois, a team that went one in 10 last year. They bring in a brand new head coach and Chris Wilkerson. It's his first season and coach hammock from what he said in the press conference is they like to run the football. They play a physical brand of football and they do have athletic receivers. So you could expect probably a balanced attack, but with more of an emphasis on the run and I, I didn't even see if there was a spread for this game. I highly doubt there would be as it's a max school versus a, I don't even know what conference I think they'd be in the, in the Missouri Valley or the, the QVC maybe, but one would imagine we would be heavy favorites and you will see that when you watch the game on Thursday, it should be a game where no more than 17 points are scored. That's like, counting late crazy stuff that happens at the end of the game. Like I expect the defense to go out there and make a statement because that is where the real question marks were in the off season was how is the defense going to respond and how are they going to pick themselves back up and have a, a better year this year? And I honestly think if you start out the way we start out the two games that we have to start this schedule against inferior offenses against Eastern Illinois and Tulsa, specifically this week with Eastern Illinois, because that would get the momentum started. couple turnovers, couple sacks, no more than 17 to 21 points. And honestly, like go out there and dominate because it's an opponent that you should be able to do that against. The pass rush will create problems for them because they will not have time to throw. And then to that kind of messes with the running game, because if you think about it, they could come in and try to shorten the game with their running game and try to eliminate drives, and try to control the clock. But if they go down early, in order to stay into the game, they're going to have to pass the football. And I think our pass rush will ultimately be too much. I want to see a couple of turnovers, and I think the defense has all the weapons to make that happen. 
Jordan Gandy could come down with one, CJ Brown, CJ Dolphin bring one to the house. You know what I'm saying? So this defense has all the ammunition they need going into the season. And the one thing that was stressed in the press conference was now they have the experience. They've played more football games. They've had more practices. They've been together longer as a team. It's still a very young team, but it's still also in that same sense is a veteran team to where you can trust these guys in any situation in the game. On the offensive side of the ball, Rocky will probably be able to have his run of the mill regarding receivers. Like I think that our receivers are simply going to be bigger, faster, and stronger than their corners and their safeties. And as long as Rocky's putting the ball on the money, which he probably will do, they should be able to throw for at least 300 yards if he plays the whole game. And even if he doesn't play the whole game, if you look at the depth chart, current backup. So the backup right now is Ethan Hampton still. And I was wrong, so I apologize to Ethan about that. Ethan is our backup. And honestly, I wouldn't hate to see him play up to a full quarter in this game just to give him more live reps and get him more looks because this is a game that there's no reason we shouldn't win by at least like 21 points. And I know that doesn't matter, you know, in the grand scheme of things, but if you want to come back and be champs again after winning the championship last year, it starts in week one and it starts by going one and oh this week. And there's no reason why it shouldn't be an absolute domination of Eastern Illinois. We have, everything possible to make this happen why not us go out there get 35 20 you know 28 35 points up on the board in the first half and i don't really see eastern score eastern's not scoring 14 points in the first half on us at home no shot so go out there do your thing on offense let the defense do their thing special teams can do can also join in on the party because as you know Coach Hammock always preaches complimentary football. And I think we're always the guy or we're always the team that goes to play the big team early in the season. And it's terrible for us because if we don't win that game, we did last year, we won it against Georgia Tech. We went out and beat Georgia Tech last year. So I don't know why I said if we don't win that game, because this year we don't have that game until we play Kentucky. So we have a little bit of time to build momentum and see what the identity of this 2022 team is going into Kentucky. But last year we got that game week one and you saw how this, how this team responded. It brings back a lot of the players. So you get a little bit, you get a lot of bit of an easier opponent in week one. It's, it's not even a division one opponent. And Every now and then you got to schedule one of these. Every team in college plays FCS opponents at some point throughout their time. So, you know, when you see teams like Alabama and Clemson doing it, it's okay for us to do it week one. And I would assume that there may be a, a financial gain for Eastern Illinois to come play against us because that's usually how this game works. But I don't have the details to that if that is true. But offensively, go out there establish the running game, get Rocky comfortable with his receivers, get Liam involved, get Miles involved, get everybody involved because why not? We should be able to have our our way with this Eastern Illinois defense, especially considering all things. You know, they went 1-10 in 10 
There's probably some people that left the program. They may have gained some people in the transfer portal. Obviously, Coach Hammock talked about, you know, the challenges of not having film on this year's team and not really knowing what they're going to see because it's a first-year head coach. So there is that element of surprise. But Coach Hammock also talked about they've been preparing for this game since last Tuesday specifically. So if there is one thing about our team going into this game, it's that they are about as prepared as you could possibly be going into a week one opponent that you have no film on and you have no prior film on because it's a brand new head coach. So I don't know for, for me, offensively, this is an everybody eats game. This is get everybody involved, get everybody's confidence built going into Tulsa because it is a road game. So you have that aspect and I don't know, who the perceived favorite is. I haven't checked the FBI or the ESPN win probability like that, like I like to always do because uh, we always like to prove that thing wrong. But actually, let me look at ours for this week because I haven't – that's one, one, I guess you could say, measure that I could look at to see where the world thinks we are for our week one opponent. So luckily ESPN has it as the first thing, NCAA football – uh, in my queue, but week one, NIU, Eastern Illinois, the FPI, which we know this is definitely not law, has us at a 96.2% chance to win this game. And it does not, if my thumb will work, does not have a spread listed, as I said. But looking at last year's schedule for Eastern Illinois, they're – only win came against Tennessee Tech. And a lot of their games were they had they were probably had a 50-50 split of like close one possession games or games that they lost by two scores or more. So no in between. Um also too, I didn't know this. Kid that went to my high school but way younger than me, Chris Katrick, might be the quarterback. So that'll be interesting. Uh, to see a Jacobs alumni where I where I played my high school football at, potentially playing against my guys, against the NIU Huskies at Husky Stadium. But defensively, I'll say two turnovers, three sacks, 17 or less points. And offensively, I want to see more than 35 points, and I want to see the starters out of the game by the third quarter, by the end of the third quarter. It's hard to predict what we'll do running the ball because, you know, there's always so many different people that will be carrying the football. But I would have to say over 150 yards from the running backs and over 250 all-purpose yards for Rocky because I don't think ultimately he'll play the whole game. I know Rocky will want to play the whole game, but I see this as a game that by the time we get to the late points of it, there won't be a need for him to be in the game. And it's a long season. We all know that. No need for anybody to get hurt. So would not hate seeing Ethan Hampton in the fourth quarter of this game as much as I want Rocky to have everything this year. All the awards he was up for, uh, he's on the watch list for the Johnny United's golden arm, like a whole bunch of stuff. So want everything for him, but it's not the end of the world if he doesn't play all four quarters this week, as as well as, you know, guys like Cole Tucker, Thornton. Honestly, 
as much shifting as we can get if this turns into a blowout, the better. And we have a head coach that has shown throughout his tenure here that he has no problem, you know, subbing people out and getting people a breather and getting somebody new in because of the trust that he has in his team. And I think that speaks volumes about the players that they recruit into the program and how the players respond once they are in the program. So I expect a lot of things from this team this year, but nowhere in my mind right now do I have a scenario that I've played out in my head that we lose this game. So final score prediction, I'll say NIU 56. I'm giving us 56. I think we I think we drop a 50 burger week one. So hopefully they even if they don't get to 56, just get over 50 or 50 on the dot. But 56 to 14. I think it's a route. I don't I don't have a single shred of doubt in my mind. I know what this team is capable of. It will be interesting to see what the 2022 version of this team looks like, but I'm all on board for a blowout. And I think that's what's going to happen. I really hope that I'm not wrong because I don't think I will be, but this team has everything they need to win more than 10 games this season. And like I've said, I think the first two weeks of the season are wins play against Vanderbilt. They looked really strong against Hawaii, but it's Hawaii. And honestly, we would smoke Hawaii too. So I don't know if it'd be the same score, but we would go down to the Island and absolutely smash that team. I watched that game and they had the crowd in it early. They got an early touchdown on their first drive, scored three points for the rest of the game. They basically got outscored like 56 to three after the first five minutes of the game. So Vanderbilt would be a tough opponent. Kentucky would be a tough opponent. And then obviously matching, but one week at a time, one team, that same dream of getting back to Detroit. And then as you heard Kyle earlier, they want to win a bowl game this year. And that is all there for the taking, but it starts here in DeKalb week one, this Thursday against Eastern Illinois. If you're not able to make the game, the game will be broadcasted on ESPN plus uh, as someone who watches a lot of sports on ESPN plus, it's a great investment. It's only like five bucks a month. You get a lot of college football. You get honestly, not even just college football. You get just college sports in general from football, basketball. I've seen baseball on there. There are the obscure sports like gymnastics and, and other random stuff. So whatever you may need to watch for college, it's on there. I've seen college soccer, all sorts of stuff. So great app. Uh, some of our games are actually going to be on it. If I look at our schedule, so the first two weeks of the season are on ESPN+. Plus. So at the very least, just get it for those two weeks and then get rid of it if you don't need it that much. But I got 56-17 or 56-14. My players of the game on the offensive side of the ball, I have – this is an interesting one. For offense, I think I'm going to go Ontario Brown. Uh, his first game as the starter, I believe. I could be wrong. I did not fact check this, so I could be totally wrong about this. But Ontario Brown, week one player of the week or pregame player of the week, that's the guy who I think will have the best game on offense. I think he has over 100 yards, two touchdowns. See, he's got a lot bigger in the weight room this year, a lot stronger. One would assume that his legs move faster if he got stronger because that's how that works. He just has – quick feet and he is a hard hard tackle so 
I would like to see Ontario Brown uh, eclipse 100 yards, and I think he'll have two touchdowns this week. And then on the defensive side of the ball, another interesting pick. You got a couple new faces, but it's going to sound super homer. I'm going with Kyle Keenan. Two years, hasn't played football, has probably so much pent-up aggression ready to take out on that football field. People counted him out. People thought he was never going to play football again. I remember my heart sinking last year when in the introductory press conference for the season, they said that he was not going to be playing. And that just was like, I just remember being heartbroken for him. So my fault that it took me so long, considering both of us have been at this school for a very long time to get him on the show, but we had him earlier and it was a pleasure and a great interview to have him. I have him as my defensive player of the game. I'm going to go, I'm going to go 10 total tackles for Kyle. And I do believe some form of turnover. I think, you know, maybe a strip sack. He gets the ball out of the running back's hands. Look, Kyle Pugh interception. I wouldn't hate it, but first game back in a few years, it'll be interesting to see how he uses the coaching side of his football resume. Now that it's his first game back playing. And then two, you would hope that his daughter's out there. I believe she is going to be out there for his first game. So a lot of good things going for Kyle. I think that all bodes into him having a good game. And then on the special teams side of things, I will say Coach Hammock's going to let Jaden Cradle spin this week. And I think Jaden Cradle is going to be exciting in the return game. I don't know if he'll house one this week, but I do have him averaging – we'll say 30-plus yards on kick returns. If he has his chance to run kicks back and we're not kneeling it and he gets, say, two or three returns, I think he makes a couple people miss and, and gets us a very good field position this week. And I'm excited to see how he fits into this 2022 team. Some other notes that I do have uh, from the press conference, Coach Hammock talked about um, some of the transfers. He said that, you know, you must be able to maximize each roster spot. Every spot on the team is valuable to them. With the additions that they made, they feel like they have some nice pieces to add depth to the team that give us a chance. This is his quotation, obviously. He said that gives us a chance to be the best team we can be. He said, I worked hard to fit into the program or to fit players into the program and make sure they were a fit for, for the culture. And the way things have worked out so far, honestly, he has been happy with the players that he has brought into the program. As you see, quite a few of them are already in the starting lineup. So it's great to see the ability to use the transfer portal to find good players that can come in and contribute to your roster right away. So other than that, uh, what else do I, what else did I have for him? So Oh, yeah. So I also asked him, what type of challenges do you face in a season opener that you wouldn't face in, in other weeks of the season? And he said, obviously, you have to be prepared for everything. New staff, unfamiliar opponent, be prepared both on offense and defense as well as special teams. Like I said earlier, it's a physical team. They like to run the football with athletic receivers. They try to, they're trying to prepare for everything that can create problems for them. And like I said, since last Tuesday, they have been preparing for this game. And then other than that, he said they have four returning down linemen, or we have four returning down linemen and three down linemen sets. Uh, the special teams coordinator was at Western Michigan over there at Eastern, Mil at Eastern Illinois. 
uh, from 17 to 20, so they have to be prepared for trick plays on special teams and stuff of that nature. Coach said they want to play clean, be able to tackle, protect the ball, keep keep penalties at a minimum, play their brand of football. Coach said that they are a good defensive team led by their front seven. We have 16 different offensive personnel groupings, so like I said, you can see a lot of different faces this weekend on the offensive side of the ball. And then as far as Coach Co, uh, the final quote that he had is he said, the D-line will be the strength of the defense and expects them to carry the burden of the pressure for the defense. And then, like I said, we talked to James Esther as well as Kyle Pugh in the press conference. One guy that James said to expect great things from in this season is Mick Alvarado at the linebacker position. He said he's going to come down and he's going to hit you. And he shared, shared a quick chuckle right after that. And then – he also talked to the importance of uh, having an early in the season Thursday night game to where it's preparing the underclassmen and the younger guys for later in the season when we have match. And so it's good to get one of these games out of the way. And then Kyle Pugh uh, said that Green May is his guy that he expects to help us a lot. And he said, pick any position, one or two down the Jeff, one or two down the depth chart. And there are quality guys. So very excited to get back. And then two, um, he said the strength of the strength of the defense is the depth, and that there is a lot of talent across the board and a lot of different guys to make plays. So that is my press conference notes. Uh, obviously, at the top of the episode, we were able to be joined by Kyle Pugh, so it was great to have our first player interview of the season. But we will be back out at Husky Stadium on Thursday, and then we'll be looking to get back at Fatties. I want to say the first show is going to be September 12th, Monday at 6 p.m. I have to get some confirmation, so don't quote me on that, but that is the proposed first day of the Rocky Lombardi Show at Fatties for this season. But again, really do appreciate everyone for joining us on this episode of Huskies on Tap. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDON300, or you can follow our main account at Huskies on Tap. I'll be looking to get a lot more written work out this season, so stay tuned for that as well. But this was Huskies on Tap presented to you by On Tap Sportsnet. But this was Huskies on Tap presented to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill and brought to you by On Tap Sportsnet. We'll be back with you guys on the other side of the Eastern Illinois game. The, the post-game recap should be out Friday morning for your morning commute. We got nothing else for you guys. Huskies by a literal thousand this week. We'll be back to you guys after the game. And go Huskies. I got dreams of living laps in the kitchen whipping magic. I got dreams of living laps in the kitchen with magic. Bad bitch, bad habits. We got London on the track. I ain't asked now for none. I took the heart away. Twelve put me over coming with it. They took my heart away. Heart away. Hard away, hard away, jumping it hard away.